Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Gecko's Gamecast. Happy Puppy Day. Puppy Day. Puppy Day. Uh, June 21st. Yes. Uh, oh, so I thought it was the 19th. I was like, whoa. No, it's the 21st. You're Eric Ortiz. I am. Hello, everybody. Are you a dad? Okay. Mm-mm. Happy Father's Day. Not that the courts have been able to prove. Yeah, not that I, not that I know of. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Because please, sex. I, I plead with everyone, please wear a condom. It's my if identity. You, if you are not looking to have children, please wear protection. Um, it, it's very important. And hello, that is our show. Thank you very much. Thank now, you for Rich, coming out tonight. I want to talk about The Last of Us. Me too. We could talk about it while making it spoiler-free, of course. I think we're... You're a little bit further ahead of me, but I think I we're. I think I'm close to I where you're at. Think I think. I, I, I'd say I'm probably pretty much nipping on your heels. Yeah, I'm ten hours in. Um, I'm probably at like eight or nine. I think I'm at the halfway point. And no, if it's I like thirty hours. Really? Yeah, I thought it was like twenty. Game. Oh, it's uh. Je- I listened to Jeff Bacalar talking about it at some point, and he goes, and he said this was a compliment of the game. He goes. It has a lot of points where you get to this, and you're like, well, that'll be really cool when we do it in the sequel. And then you're like, oh, fuck, we're doing that right now, huh? Hmm. Like he said, there's at least three points where it feels like the game could have ended. And again, like, that could be contrived as, like, a, a diss on it. But it's like, it feels like it's almost the way we've been conditioned by games to be like, well, they're going to end here so they could do another game, but it just keeps going. I guess I'm okay with that for right now. Um... Mm. I, out of the, the amount of time, the 10 hours that I have played, it's felt like a lot's happened. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I should say some stuff has happened. Yeah. And I'm guessing I can already tell how they're going to, without, for lack of a kind of fill the space with the other block of time. Two pretty significant flashbacks. Yeah, I, I actually, I, first I want to get it out of the way. I think the game is fantastic. I think it's worth the tens. What I've played so far, I think I think it's phenomenal I think it's worth as well. Um, when and you're I talking about a game super with... hyped on it, either. Yeah, I was. This like, is I, with not. I like The anything. Last of Us. I like The Last of Us, but I wasn't what? like I can't wait for. You part liked two. that piece of crap called <laughs> The Last of Us. I wasn't like this game absolutely needs a part two, and so far it is really like. I like the story they're telling. Yeah, I um I played The Last of Us. We talked about it a few episodes ago, a few months back. I played it for the first time a few months ago. Um. Really enjoyed it, to the surprise of nobody. <laughs> I really, really liked it. Um, I thought it was a story that sometime, at times I believe The Walking Dead always wanted to be, but it just couldn't. And I thought that the structure and just general narration was extremely well done. That being said, I have gone into this game. I have been not. I have not been spoiled. I did not read any leaks, neither did you, I remember. Uh, we talked about... Um, and I have been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it quite a lot. And I have to say, far and away, sure, if by the end of this I think that the story is bad, and I mean like, and when I say bad, I mean uh, like I roll my eyes and just go, like, come on. Um, I'll still think that it's worthy of a not, or if we're using my, ter- I hate review scoring, I still think it's worth the high praises that it's getting because technically, this game is incredible. And gameplay-wise, this game is amazing. And it just... I don't know if you... I'm playing it um, on my 4K TV with HDR. Uh-huh. What That's a what beautiful fucking... What a beautiful fucking game. It is gorgeous. This is the best, if not one of the best-looking games that you'll ever play. 
um, for current gen right now. And frankly, if you told me that that was going to be the PS5, I believe it. It's ne- it says next gen is next gen is going to be Naughty right Dog, now. Naughty Dog, we're at a point in the cycle where a studio like Naughty Dog for sure knows how to get every last drop um, of power out of the PS4. And we're seeing that here. I still love the theory that you're like, well, Naughty Dog's a first-party studio. There's a, there's a whole other core that they know about that everybody else doesn't. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. I, I always love that theory. You're like, yeah, they've got like two more cores in that PS4 that are only for Naughty Dog. <laughs> and I, I've heard a, a lot of people saying that their PlayStation 4s are wheezing like a smoker with emphysema. I, I've heard that as well. What's more interesting to me is so many people were telling me that. I'm playing on a Pro, and it's quiet as a mouse. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you said that because I've had my pro for a few years now and I think that either A, these guys' PS4s are dusty as fuck or B, it truly just isn't the pro, it's it's just the standard editions and not the pros. Also, here's an interesting thing to think about though, like maybe it's the way it's running and the way it's optimized because what's more interesting to me is if we dart back like two, not even two weeks, about a week, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, after Spider-Man Miles Morales was revealed, yep. I popped in Spider-Man one afternoon because I just love the way that game feels for swinging, and it got me, like, wanting to oh, dive like back sw- into you that. You like swinging? I like swinging as Spidey. My pro sounded like it was going to fucking explode running on <laughs> Somniac Spider-Man. And that's pretty impressive because this game should have throttled it? Yeah, this is a way better... Because this like, has a way more expansive... It's hard to be like, this is a way better looking game. Like, those games are not comparable. Spider-Man's trying to make this huge universe. Like, Last of Us is a far more curated than Insomniac Spider-Man. But it's still strange. I wonder if it's because Spider-Man is constantly generating the city. That's what I was Whereas The about. Last of Us is all procedurally generated. Yeah, it's making this huge map and you've got to... Be, and it's got to be able to load everything quickly because you're moving really fast. Yeah, exactly. I could see that being the reason. But that, yeah, I, I don't. At first, I thought it was a, uh, I thought I, it was just a hoax, because there's occasions of uh, social media where you'll see a lot of people from an industry all just tweet about the same fucking thing at once within the span of 24 hours. Yeah. And I'm like, either these people have a group chat. Or they just think, let me try doing this immediately for the numbers that I'll get for engagement. (laughs) Because you had literally seven people or eight people who are pretty predominantly known within, I guess, that space who who have wrote the same thing. Um, Almost the same thing. What I think is the most interesting story about this, uh, Joshua Fowler, uh, who uh, works with me over at Swordchomp, loaded it up on his base PS4. And it continually crashed in the settings menu before the game started. His PS4 would overheat in the settings menu. He had to open it up and clean out the fans. And it's stories like those that make me believe it's just as real as anything else. I wonder, I have to think that these guys either have, because standard, because I, I, maybe I'll ask my brothers because I know they have standards too. I have not had my PS4 Pro do any of that. No. So I don't know, and again, this is something that is old. I haven't cleaned the fans in quite a while. Maybe that's a wake-up call. But I don't know. Maybe it just is the way that's operating on the standard machines. It could be. Can't like, say. I've never, I've never had to clean. I got my Pro around the launch window of the PS4 Pro. Um, it's running fine. I'm wondering, too, if they have physical discs. I'm on digital as well. I'm on digital, so now I'm wondering, too, Josh maybe they have physical digital. discs. 
Oh, well, then, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I'm fine. Because I guess, yeah, that is a fine theory to think about. Like, you're maybe it's just using, If you're using the optics drive, that's going to generate more heat. It's another piece of the hardware you're using, but still. Yeah. I don't know. But the burning question on everyone's mind is, should I spend $60 on The Last of Us 2? I think uh, you should. I would say yes, absolutely. Because, again, technically, you're not going to find a better game that just runs the way that this one does. It, it's so clean. It's so beautiful. And, sure, is the story paint by number? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But yeah, maybe I don't think I'm far enough to yeah, say that maybe. Together, but I would say the foundation of what I played so far, yeah, it is. Um, I was telling Richie before there was uh, one point where I called something a mile away, and it was, and I rolled my eyes a little bit. That doesn't mean that it's bad. It actually is just the performances are really good. It's just you know oh, take it take it for are, what you will. I yeah. think it's actually like one of those <laughs> things I would used to say like if I'd have like a CW show on in the background, I'd like be like now this is going to happen. And then I just be like I should write for these fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I got to I got to call a spade a spade. The writing so far isn't that great. And I'm not saying that as a person who is so well cultured in the areas of right. I'm just comparing it to my experience of the previous game because it is very fresh in my mind with all the characters and the overall story. And you can immediately tell that it is a different game, but I think it's supposed to be. It lives and dies by the performances. Yeah. Um, and I think some of the smaller character moments are where it's at its best. Yes, I agree with um, that. Which is interesting. I'll just talk about the intro because, like you said, we're going to be spoiler-free, but I, I think they do a good job at establishing some stuff early on. Sure. Uh, like, this is set four years after The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. So Ellie and Joel are now sort of established in the community of Jackson you know, doing patrols and all that. And I think, like, some of the good... They, they make some quick strides to, without coming out and spelling it out for you, establishing what some of these character relationships are, where I think Jesse is the first character Ellie really has an interaction with. And yes. she talks about having kissed Dina, which is her main love interest through this, the night before, who is Jesse's ex, and very quickly he gives her, like, a, you're really gonna do that to me? And then, like, turns around with, I don't fucking care, I don't give a shit. And I just think that's, like, it's smart, like, quippy writing to kind of establish what the relationship between these characters is. Yeah, and I think that... I I believe that one of the reasons why this game suffers in storytelling for this specific one, too... And again, I'm like, I guess a third then. But I think one of the main things where this game suffers is that it's a video game. Which is actually why I'm looking forward to... I think playing this more and more has made me actually want to look forward to an HBO show for this. Um, Because there are certain aspects of this game that do not track with one another because it's a video game. And the the only blatant example I could say for this is that you are in a world very much akin to The Walking Dead or just about any other zombie world where, quote-unquote, the humans are the monsters, blah, blah, blah. And... To this degree, this kind of, The Last of Us actually plays it smart, or the first one played it extremely well, where it showed you that in spades. You know, nobody was to be trusted. Um, one slight mistake could kill you, and it was just very realistic in that way. And in this one, um, the same kind of world is established here. These characters are still present in the same area, uh, the same universe as the first one. But you're not really getting a feeling that these characters are tormented by the decisions that they're making as much as it wants you to feel. 
Well, I think there's a disconnect, and that's always going to be the problem in video games, I feel like. Yeah. There's a disconnect between cutscene Ellie and gameplay Ellie. Exactly. Because yeah. there's Ellie trembling and hesitating to kill one man in a cutscene, and then going on a Nathan Drake murder rampage 20 minutes later where she kills 16 men. Yep. And that's exactly where... There was a point, I think, I think I was like eight hours in. There's a, there's a specific scene. You're, you'll get there when you get there too. Cause I am again, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep this pretty spoiler free. There's a specific scene that really plays that up. Uh, the humanity aspect and how hard it is to kill other human beings. But I had just killed 10. Yeah. The journey prior. that you're taking to get there though, completely makes that a moot point. And again, that's just, the, that's blood. the curse of being a video game. You can't, it's hard to balance that. And the game honestly doesn't do it well. It doesn't. It doesn't balance, hey, you know, it's really tough. You got to maintain your humanity here because Ellie and I was uh, texting my younger brother last night, like two in the morning because I was stopping my long session all day. I said, Ellie is a literal Terminator. She's a one woman Terminator. And you're going to have fans say, oh, I love that about Ellie. She doesn't need anybody. She could do this all on her own. It's her mission, She's- her life. She's Sigourney Weaver, an alien, and yes. that is a compliment. She's Sarah Connor. She's These are all. Yeah. She's Sarah Connor, Sigourney Weaver, all the female heroine badasses of all the action movies that you've come to grow up with and love, mixed into one person of an eighteen-year-old, and it it doesn't it does not track for me. And I love, does, I adore the character. I think cutscene Ellie. Ways, I want to see more cutscene Ellie. To your point, I want to see more interactions yeah. with all the other characters that she has. But you don't really get that opportunity, um, and I still haven't gotten the opportunity yet. Maybe it'll change as I progress through it. You do have, I, I do have, I guess, 20 hours worth of it more, but um, I'm just not getting it there yet. And a lot of the times I'm like, eh. I, like Jesse or any of the new characters, I find it very hard to treat them in the same regard I did as Joel or Tommy or Maria well, or um, Sam or any of those other characters because, yeah. It's like, you barely get to know him. That's almost the thing. Like, I... Those are some of the best moments for me, are, like, Ellie and Dina walking around downtown Seattle and just, like, exploring these burnt-out buildings and, like, talking about their lives and stuff. Like, those are some of the best character moments. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those moments you can skimp over. Like, I probably spent three hours... I did not leave downtown Seattle until I got the... I popped the trophy for visiting every location there. Oh, there was a trophy? Yeah, there's a trophy for visiting every location in downtown Seattle. <sighs> well, fuck. Anyway, but anyway, I knew it. I knew it. Because I was just going by what Ellie wrote on the marker. Um, I think that so far, the beginning part of this game, the open I world... I gotten to the pet store. I'll I say did. That much. Barcos? Okay, because yeah. that's a vital... There's a vital item in there. Yeah. Um, the beginning part of this game, I believe, is the best and strongest part of this game. Um, the first eight hours, six to eight hours of this game, so far, from what I've played. Um, I think that the open world that you got to explore to your point of downtown Seattle, I think that that is an area, like you said, you got lost three hours in it. I wholeheartedly agree. You get lost in it. You get sucked into the world up until it looked like the further you progressed, however, the more linear the game becomes. And And I'll wait, but... Mm. That's what I'm getting back. the impression of. So I get far. the impression it opens back up again in spots that there's more than one hub like that. I hope so. I really, um, I truly do, because it was the best part of the game. Also, as someone who I've said in the past, like checklisty games scratch an itch for me. What better way to scratch that itch than having Ellie literally check locations off a map? I like, love she it. Cro- she crosses it off with a sharpie, like we're done here. Yep, <laughs> and just goes to question marks and just you can do it 
all you all day long, or you can just not do it if you don't want to. Um, um, also, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'm introducing a new uh, award this year for games, and it's gonna automatically go to The Last of Us for uh, best unique cover of "Take on Me" by Aha. Yeah, I really like that. I will give The Last of Us an award for Game of the Year with the best rope mechanics that I have seen in any video game on planet Earth. Um, oh, the puzzle-solving puzzle bits with it? Just any of it. The cables to the yeah. generators, the ropes that you can throw. I think that the and amount of technical the work that physics, these devs... Yeah. The amount of work that these devs had to put into the physics engine, I can tell why this game took, like, seven years. It, it's, well, it's fucking awesome. I love it. It becomes one of those things where you know the devs are sitting around like us, where they're like, you know you're playing a game and you need to stretch a cable around a fence, and you're like, it doesn't reach. You go, why can't I just throw it over? You should be able to just throw it over. And you can. There's this guy who even tested a... I saw some people, they had some videos on the full extent as to how you can really throw these ropes or just these cables and move them around. You can quite literally throw them anywhere, wrap them around windows, doorways, whatever you want, and the gravity will track. It will follow you through. You can literally... This guy put the generator cable around these windows, just wrapped it all around, just kept throwing them back in and out, in and out, and out. He tried to pull it, and you can see the tension of the cable. It's insane. The physics just for that alone... I spent a good 40 minutes just throwing those around. Props to the dev team who even did that. It's fucking incredible. Just something like that. And it really makes the difference, because now I'm thinking, I don't even know what else they're going to ever release, but I hope to God other devs take I, this and put these in their games i think i texted this to you last night i would like an entire game about eugene i would love it and i'm sorry to, i guess i'm gonna be called out i never texted you back but yeah i actually no, read that because i was in my session i'm like yeah i'm like i do want a game about eugene um <laughs> they leave like little story bits into it where you do want to know a little bit more um but just right down to the sound design the sound, yeah this is setting. a game to play with headphones Oh, for sure. Or even just playing Dark Room with your speakers well, up. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, ha- beautiful game. If you don't have a home theater, I would say play it with headphones. Yeah. The last thing I will say about it um, is that one shortcoming that the game does have that it continuously tries to really bash into your head more than Ellie bashes into somebody with a hammer is... It really wants you to go prone? It, nah, yeah, well, that... that <laughs> I actually like that. I don't even mind that. I'm fine with it. I just, I know. No, but it does. You're not wrong. It goes, go prone. And I'm like, oh, uh, fuck. And they even knock you down and you're prone. They push you. You're prone. I'm like, I'm going on the ground. I (laughs) do like the being on your back in the prone position and being able to shoot. I like the way that makes feel, that makes combat feel really survivally to me. Like I, I shouldn't get up yet. I think melee combat feels worlds better than the first game. For sure. Um, and if anybody... I've read a lot of comments before the game had released where people were getting it early. They were saying, oh, you know, gameplay is literally the same. I think it's the small different. things like prone, countering, being on your back, they put very, very little changes to the gameplay elements that I really appreciated from the first one. I was a fan, though, of the first one. I know that a lot of people are not fans of the first Last of Us gameplay, and they just liked it for the story. More power to you. I really liked the first gameplay. Um, and Me this too. one only built upon is- it. And I love taking my sweet-ass time and just utilizing every little bit of it. Um, it's a lot 100%. of fun. Um, it, yeah, like I was saying, like, the whole... Melee always felt like a last resort to me, unless you had the one-shot upgraded weapons Yep. in the first game. In this one, like, I think I got through the first two hours without firing a shot. Which is impressive. That dodge mechanic, like, if shit hits the fan, as long as they don't... Your enemies are unarmed, like, if they're, uh... If they're clickers... Mm-hmm. 
you can get out of there with melee. You can scrap your way out. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, to your point earlier before, you couldn't do that with clickers. Uh, I think when you were playing as Joel, you would yeah. literally just die if you tried, if you really were trying to go with it. Um, some of the new infected even got me, like, I think I used, uh, I've been using trip mines more than I ever did in the first game. Me too. Yep, I I've agree I've been with setting that. up perimeters. I've had some great experiences with, um particularly without giving it away there's one section in a subway uh you're underground and kind of being pursued and i set up basically a safe room filled with explosive barricades and just let the clickers do their thing like i like i threw a bottle into the middle of the room and then you just hear like click and they're like oh my god and i was like yes my pets there's no better feeling that you hear uh, when you put a mine and you just go about your business and all you just hear is a because you're just like well i did it well, um, that also lends into the the writing. I think, I think this is some of the best like idle writing for enemies I've ever heard, because I don't think I've heard a name repeated. I don't think I've heard any of the like idle chatter repeated when you just hear an explosion and then somebody be like Chloe. <laughs> yeah, I was. Thank you. I almost forgot my point. Backtracking on my point, one of the main shortcomings of this game is that it consistently tries to make you feel bad. And I do not give a fuck. Nor do I. I don't do care. I actually kind of love that they're trying it, though. Because there's, like... It sounds so fucked up, but it, I know there's no real stakes there. There's something funny to me about, like, blowing some dude away. And they're like, oh, no, Brendan! Yeah, Mike! And I'm like, well, Mike's... I, I literally have... I have Mike's literally... Dead, you're joining him. Yeah, exact. I shit you not, Rich. That is exactly what I would say to the screen every time. Where they go, like... Or Maria, I'm like, I'm like Maria's fucked, and I'm like, I'm, so, I'm like, you're about to join her right now, and, and I just go in and I just stab him, and it doesn't. I'm so curious. I actually, um, I was messaging my brother. I said I sometimes feel like I'm such a sadistic fuck because I don't care. I, I legitimately feel nothing but amusement that I'm having a blast killing these yeah, people, I, and I don't feel bad. I don't. Nor do I. I. I think the most sadistic thing I probably do, and I've done this a couple of times is I'll get to a point where there's, like, one of them left searching around, but instead of just taking them out or stealthing up to them and knifing them, I'll make some noise and back into a corner, and then I'll just lob a Molotov at the one remaining person. Oh, so you're just, like, torturing them for real. Just instead of putting them out of the misery, you just, <laughs> you just like, love burning them alive, actually. That's pretty like, fucked sup, up. Sup, bitch, and I just lob a Molotov. Well, no, it, it, and it is true, and, um, this is... I'm get I the experience has to be different for everybody. I guess I'll wait until I get to the end because the accounts of people that I've read who are really, in my mind, I've rolled my eyes where someone's like, oh, I have you know I really had to put the controller down and you know go to bed for a little bit and just think about it and you know it really stuck with that. me or I've been up very late. You know I just one time I just stopped and I was just like wow I. I'll, I'll I'll wait. I was about to I was about to attack it. I'm gonna wait before priest cast judgment. That sounds like a crock of shit, though. Um, yeah, to, to me. Because the gameplay, to me, I'm buying into it emotionally. I truly am. I have felt that. I thought the flashbacks that they do occasionally. I really thought that these are the strongest pieces of the game, and it Total, really made I, me resonate anything, with it. I thought the flashbacks were a good thing to break that kind of stuff up and lighten it. Like yeah, the the one with the museum. I love that. I think yep. that was one of the strongest parts in the game for me so far. Still my favorite like, part of the game. Again, like, some of the writing feels, like, so strong to me because I'm like, I would say that. Like, when Ellie sees the, the statue and she's like, that's a big boy. And I'm like, 
yeah, that's exactly. Something I would say. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that that's supposed to be the purposeful contrast that you're supposed to see. Like you were saying, it's supposed to break it all up. Um, there are many points in the current game that I actually enjoyed. Um, or in the current storyline, I mean, instead of the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't care. And um, the reason why I'm just not, I'm finding trouble to care in certain areas is just because. Again, when you're playing it as a video game, you are a one-woman Terminator who's packed to the gills with just weaponry. And you could just fu- yeah. like you like you with your fucking weird ass torture molotov. It's like you you could you could. It's because you can and the game allows you to and why the fuck not? I don't guess one of the strong points of this game is that they do give you the opportunity to avoid everything. I believe you can. I believe you could just walk around. You could, yeah, you could get past, that seems like unnecessarily expended effort to me. Yes, I agree. There is, I'm a one-woman wrecking crew, and I'm tearing these motherfuckers up. I absolutely agree. There is no reason why I should do that. I even have to be honest, I don't feel anything when killing the dogs either. I, I, I breathe a sigh of relief, because the dogs can't sniff me out, and I'm like, thank you. I do like that mechanic, actually, though, though, that you could like, see your scent trail and have For to sure. worry about stuff like that. There are a lot of different intricacies to the gameplay that I've come to really enjoy and appreciate, but making me feel like shit is not one of them. Um, feel something, damn it! Yeah, like, you'll get, like, the fucking, I don't the Whistle Gang, the Scars, there are different factions, but I call them the Whistle yeah. Gang, like the, the West Side Stories, because I'm like, what, like, what, is everybody just trained to become a Whistler? Like, well, 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 Officer Crumkey, what are you doing here? Yeah, and this is for reference to the listeners, too, there's this faction of these, I'm guessing they're just a bunch of cultists who are sickos, whatever, um, that you fight occasionally, and... Those are the Scars, right? They all whistle, yes. They're called Scars, and they're really fucked up because they hang people from the trees and burn their body. They're just, they're sickos, and they're cultists, and all they do is whistle. Like, to give others signs and signals, they whistle. But everybody can whistle. Everybody's good at it. I wanted to pass this on to you, Eric, because I've been having thoughts about this a lot as I'm playing this game. Um, and I think one of the stronger, cause I love stuff like this story yeah. things for me. It always brings me back to like Bioshock and stuff is I love reading the little notes to see how each area kind of went to hell. Yep. Like you could see the narrative that spread, but the main thought I had was I forgot Eric ever since coronavirus started, we're supposed to be writing down everything we do so that someone will have notes to read when we all die. Is this true? I, so I've started doing that. Like, if I go to 7-Eleven later, before I leave, I'll write a note with a date and be like, going out for supplies. We should be what back the- in a few hours. <laughs> we should be back, and they find it, and they just go, what the fuck? They just go, who cares? <laughs> they just look at it, and they go, what the fuck? <laughs> and, I, like, I go, and then I come back, and like, Rich, what the hell is this? I'm like, oh, I went out for beer. <laughs> I went out for a good beer. I go, Rich, I was really worried. Ah, uh, nah, nah, bro, don't yeah, worry about it. I went to Target. Don't I'm worry, sorry. I'll be making another journal entry about how good it felt. I'm and sorry. Good it tasted. I'm sorry. I should have. I should have asked you something. When I when I went to LA uh, two years ago, I would do that every morning in our Airbnb uh, until our friend Liz found the notes and asked me what the hell I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, because at one point I did say that if shit went awry, we would probably eat Parmesi first because I don't trust him. I guess that's only fair. He's she a shifty and character. She leaving her own journal entries. He's a shifty character. Yeah, I can't. He can't be trusted. I can't. It's only natural. I think that the game's whole foundation of The Last of Us 2 is actions have consequences. That is the... And so far, I don't think they do. No. And you know what? That's why I'm playing through this. And you, I, I have to give it to the writing team on this one. You could not be bashing this 
into my skull more even if you tried. Um, you hear that, Druckmann? You hear I, that? I'm not kidding. It's like, I get it. Have some tact. I don't... I'm going to play the next 20 hours of this, and I know I'm going to enjoy it because I am having a fucking blast. I absolutely am. I cannot put it down when I pick it up, and I played it for... Last night, I played oh. it for literally nine hours. Just you know what really, made dinner, ate it, played, 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 played. That's going to be the rest of my day after this. You know what really scratches uh, an itch for me weirdly that I can't explain? Hmm. The use of the touchpad in this. I kind of like it. No, I really like it. I like, like the from a musical standpoint, I'm like, I like doing this quite a bit. Like, there's something that feels real good about it, and I'm glad they just, like, found smart novel ways to do this. I think, like I said, there's different technical aspects of the game that you just come to appreciate. You just, it's just fun. You just yeah. have to play and it. And I, I wasn't, like, I was gonna, like, I knew I was gonna play this game undoubtedly. I don't think I had a level of excitement like a lot of people did. And I'm coming out being like, I'm really loving this. Yeah, there are a lot more pieces that... We'll talk about it as the weeks go on to give everybody opportunities not to listen to spoiler freeze, but we'll have spoiler free. We, maybe we'll yeah. even have a spoiler free cast. That's, that. I think I was saying to you before we started. I think once we're both done, I would like to maybe do a spoiler for this one. Oh yeah, actually, not spoiler free, just completely full of spoilers. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd love to just really get into it. Um, yeah, because there's there's already things that I want to talk about, but I'm sure there'll be much more, and, and we've uh, already talked about it for, for thirty minutes. But it's so good. Exactly. For my Sword Chomp work, we have a new spoiler podcast, so I know we're going to be doing it there. I'd love to do it with you as well. For sure. Um, I just think there's a lot of conversation to be had around games like this. Yeah, yeah. But um, again, if for those of you who are on the fence for The Last of Us 2, I have to be honest with you, if you wanted it, you probably have it by now. And if you don't, you probably know if you're going to get it by now. Right, um, yeah. I can't convince you one way or the other. Coming from hot off the heels as a Last of Us fan of the past three months, I can tell you... Past three months. It, <laughs> I am. Um, I think that it is worth your money just for I the game so itself. And uh, don't believe, don't believe both sides. Don't believe the people who tell you it's so abysmal they want to bash their heads against the wall. And also on the other side, don't believe the other people who say that they are a lot, uh, a lot. What's the word? Sobbing awake at night, and they yeah, can't, they can't make heads cool. or tails of the world. I, I guarantee you, you're they're not going to get that experience unless you truly 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 are very very emotionally inclined to be. empathize with these characters and really get sucked into the universe of which case i more power to you i have shed tears you. during games before so i get it yeah no no yeah i i for sure been the same way but yeah so and it just it, hasn't I, hit me if any game is going to make me do that this very well could do that by the end it um, could I'm, I'm i'm gonna reserve judgment here i would say that it's not because of the violence though the violence is no. gratuitous it is gratuitous. Yes. But that is the game, and that is the world. Uh, so far, I think the biggest gratuitous violence moment is the, the quote-unquote big thing about two hours in. Oh, uh, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And they they didn't need to even go that hard. They, I understand they why they, like, in that instance, I understand why you would. Yeah, I understand why you would, and I think that intertwines with the whole message of the story that i will sure will be called back 50 million times up until the end so oh we'll see. yeah I, but i rich and i are greatly enjoying it as i think everybody else is i, I think did. it's worthy of all the accolades it gets so i did play another game this week tell me about the game i played the pokemon expansion oh this is what's it called again island iron of armor. island island of armor i heard yeah. that um there is a specific expansion of this for each game respectively yeah, it, Nintendo, at first they were doing nothing about it, but if you accidentally bought the wrong one, you can contact Nintendo support and they'll get it fixed for you. I think that's fucking hilarious. 
It's like, oh, you got Isle of Armor for shield? Don't you feel stupid? <laughs> it like I yeah, it's dumb, but at the same time, I'd be like, just be safe, just buy it through the game's menu. It'll it just, direct you to the right one. I know, I agree. Um, so I played probably like two and a half hours of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really dig it so far. First thing worth noting, it scales with you. Um, it's available from the moment you enter the second town in the story, and it's the first time Pokemon's had a level scaling area. Mm-hmm. So I'm going in at the end of the game, so everything's about level 65, 70 for me in this area. Uh, it's a new story. You arrive in this location called the Island of Armor that has some unique Pokemon. There's a new Pokédex for the Island of Armor because it does add a lot of Pokemon. Um, and the story is basically you join this dojo um, and you start training under this uh, this master there. And after you do some trials for him, which is about how much I did... Um, he ends up giving you this, I think it's a le- pseudo-legendary Pokemon mm-hmm. named Cubfu. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Cubfu and I are traveling around the island to these locations to bond and increase our friendship. And I know at the end of that, there's two towers on the island. Uh, you have to pick one of them. You can only pick one. And then you scale the tower doing one-on-one fights with Cubfu. Cubfu's the only Pokemon you can take in with you. And at the top of the tower, he evolves, and his type is dependent on which tower you pick. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I'll say is, because mostly what I've done is explored the, the wi- new wild area, it's one big wild area, and it's definitely the best one in these games. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got desert, it's got like forest and jungle, it's got beaches. Um, I was able to catch a full-sized Whalmer, the t- first to-scale Whalmer in Pokemon, just off in the water. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not, glad not that it actually. Lord, just, I'm glad that it actually just sounds like it's, it's good. It's good. Um, I bunch of new Pokemon added. I got myself a Heracross, a Scyther, Marowak. Um, you can get Porygon now. There's there's a lot 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 of new Pokemon. Uh, our friend Vinny traded with me a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks to him, Poliwag is now in the game. So thanks to a quick trade with him, I got myself a Politoed. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so I'm, li- I'm living my best life. Toad. Yeah. Hey, I checked my inventory, nice and I was like, damn, I got that King's Rock. Damn. And he texted me, because I think he just bought the base game, uh-huh. and he wanted my help so he could get a Steelix, and I'm like, you gotta do me a favor first. <laughs> you gotta help me out before I help you out. Uh, but, um, I'm, I'm actually, I, I can't wait to kind of see how all the expansions collectively really enhance the yes, game. Yes, the... The second one is supposedly the bigger one. Yeah, yeah, I think this um, one's the mini one, they said. Yeah, the Crown Tundra, which is going to come out later on uh, in 2021, I believe. Uh, or it might be the... No, I'm sorry. It's the tail end of this year. It's like November or something. Yeah, I think it's later in the holiday. Um, um, is going to introduce a new tag team Pokemon League. Which is um, pretty cool. Where you actually have to pick your partner from people you've met in the game already. That's pretty cool. Like, I didn't know that. To, yeah, you get to pick one of the gym leaders. Uh, See, that's fun. That's something interesting. Yeah, why, why are fans, why are fans uh knocking this? Like, I like that kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, and also that one's introducing Galarian versions of the original legendary birds. You told me about this on the last time too, and yes. that sounds really cool. Um, I just like right the different Galarian versions. There's a rumor, uh, a rumored leaked Pokedex, and I took a look at that briefly. Um, and if it's to be believed, which I could totally believe it, it's also introducing a Galarian version of Lugia. Belugia, Belugia is the big bird. He sure is. I like um, 
I always like when these legendaries are supposed to be like the de facto legendaries, but none else like thing. it. And then they just go, look at this one. It has a tropical palm tree on it. But Isn't that cool? Here's the thing, though. Like, <laughs> okay. I think the world of Pokemon dispelled all that. It did. Luke, Lugia was the first one to dispel that, because isn't there a Pokemon movie where there are baby Lugias? I, I don't know. And if I there are, there is. They, listen, Pokemon got to reproduce. The only one it's, that shouldn't ever is Ho-Oh, because Ho-Oh is yeah. the ancient Pokemon. That's true. Ancient. Um, but yeah, allegedly, there's a Galarian Lugia. Ho-Oh, just regu- regular Ho-Oh will make it. I think there's going to be a Galarian game. Arceus. Literally Galarian Hawaiian <laughs> version of God. God. He just has a lay around him. <laughs> Well, this would be the Irish version of God. Yeah, I'm just sitting there like, come on, man. And it's like tropical colors. They go, hey, check it out. It's Galarian Arceus. And they go, Serving Gal- up Marks. No, he goes, it's, like, Gal- sucks. it's Galarian Arceus. And they go, he looks the same. He's mostly the same, except he's a member of the IRA. Yeah, and also he knows how to really make a good pina colada. It's like, it's really good. I love it. Um, yeah, it's also rumored that Entei, Suicune, and Raiko will be in this. Uh, Man, I have such fond memories of chasing them. Actually, they're not fond at all. They're they're filled with pain. But I'm definitely going to play more of that. Oh, also, stealth thing that they didn't really talk about, but I'm loving. They never talked about this in the promotional stuff. Your Pokemon can follow you around outside their balls in this expansion. That's pretty cool. So, you bet your ass I had a Whale Lord floating on the land. How does that look? Their... It looks ridiculous. It's hilarious. I always like the Whale Lord... What, what, what do I even call it? I guess fanfic? Because whenever I think of it in my head... He just levels the city. <laughs> oh, that's, um, and he's he's whale sized in this. Uh, but the the thing I do like about this is when they're following you around, they all have unique, ridiculous animations. Oh, um, and water Pokemon like Whale Lord or Gyarados, uh, when you go into the water, they'll go into their swimming animation and follow Ooh. you, which is neat. See, it's uh, little things like that that I like. I had like my Pichu follow me around, and he just waited on the shore for me. He's like, "I'll wait till you're back." That's very kind. Did you ever? What if you didn't come back? He eventually would, if I, like, landed on a different landmass, he would just, like, poof to me. Oh, that's very nice. You can't abandon. Haunter I love it. You just go, it's not you, it's me. And it's you, just, you. you just uh, swim off in the sunset. Did you uh, Did you see the images of Galarian Slowbro? Because I kind of love it. You showed me them? Because we looked at Slowpoke. I think it, I think you mentioned it, and then I looked it up. Yeah, he's he's a poison psychic type now, and Slowbro's drill is just, his uh, shell is just on his arm like a poison drill. I like yep. it. I like it. He's I'm glad Slowbro's back. They still don't yep. have Seal in this game, do they? Also, uh, I don't think so, but apparently the next Pokedex expansion is pretty expansive, and uh, it's also going to add, uh, in the next one, Galarian Slow King, uh, because Island of Armor gives you the item you need to evolve Slowpoke into Slowbro. Crown Tundra will apparently give you the item you need to evolve Slowpoke into Slow King. Oh... I'm liking that. I'm liking that. Um, it's it's uh forty dollars for both expansions. You can only buy them as a set. Um, so you just like there's no individual. You just need to buy the expansion pass. Uh huh. So far, if we're saying these are each like twenty dollars things, I would pay twenty dollars for this. It's a it's a cool little addition. I still got plenty left to do with it. Um. Oh, also, I nearly forgot to mention, the strongest part of the writing in this to me mm-hmm. is it corrects, I think, a problem I had with Pokemon in more recent years, mm-hmm. which is, you know how your rivals in the past, like, three or four Pokemon games were always like, gee whiz, it sure is fun getting Pokemon together. <laughs> yeah. um, 
You get a new rival on the Island of Armor, and he's a douche. Ooh. He treats you like dog shit. So finally, people get what they've always wanted. Just a yeah. guy who kicks sand in their face. Uh, I think the rival's different depending on your version. Okay. But my understanding is they are both assholes. Ooh. I'm kind of liking this. Fine. Look, they're giving everybody what they wanted. Yeah, no, we're 100% getting that thing. This is exactly um, the kind of Pokemon I've always wanted, too. Just one that's just going to keep getting enhanced oh, and, I and built mention, upon with expansions. Totally. And I should mention this because I think it'll be a selling point for some folks. Um, most people probably know at this point in the end game of uh, Sword and Shield, you get a Charmander. Mm -hmm. uh, when you arrive on the Island of Armor, the Dojo Master lets you take a Squirtle or a Bulbasaur. And they're back. And they're Look back. At Look at that. I, I'll be waiting for someone to say what's what's so bad about these games in the future. They ended up well, really coming into their own. People certainly have their opinions. Um, Bulbasaur and Squirtle both got Gigantamax forms for this. Oh. Uh, Blastoise looks fucking amazing. He turns into like a fortress filled with cannons on his shell. <laughs> uh, and Venusaur turns into a Bloomin' Onion. Wow. That's delicious. It is. It's, it's that good actually sounds incredibly delicious. The kids like it. But I don't want to harp on that for too long, because we actually got some, some interesting news. Huh? Um, I think uh, that Cyberpunk delay, we should probably address that. Oh, yeah. Cyberpunk's delayed for two months. I think they pushed it just to, to be like... No, That's you know, it. <laughs> can I tell you why I'm in favor of it? It's a PS5 what? game now. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, I... um. I mean, I'm going to get it on PC myself. So the second that was announced... Oh, same. Yeah, see, that doesn't matter to me. I don't give a shit. I'm just like, all right. Uh, what is nice for console players is they did say, we're going to be doing a PS5 version, and it's going to be a free upgrade. Yeah, I um, I saw that, and I said, I bet you that this is going to be released on the same day as the Series X. Screen cap it, let it go. I think it was pushed back to line up with next-gen release. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, because at this point, I don't think a two-month delay is, at best, very small in the game dev world. And I think they only did this just to map up with the uh, next-gen consoles. I to, actually don't think that this is something where well, the game to, needs to be fixed. That's just Well, it, it helps map up, and it gives them two months to polish. Yeah. Well, well they said the game's polished. They said it's all done. Oh, did they say? I didn't read yeah. the full statement. They said the only they said the gameplay is polished, or rather, the polishing is pretty much done. The gameplay is done, the characters are done, and the story is done. The only thing they're really just, and I guess it, I'm gonna actually say that you're correct here. The the one thing that I'll say that counts as it gets polishing is that they're just really making sure that all the story branches and everything coincide correctly, and they just track properly. That's which all is part fun. of it. Polish yeah, is a all very umbrella e term. Yeah, um, but my gut just tells me they primarily just want to do this for next gen, which is fine. I don't give a shit. Uh, so long as the game is there, and frankly, there's a lot of games that'll kind of tide you over for a while, and I trust, uh, I know the game's gonna be good anyway, so. Exactly, precisely. Whatever. Um, November, though, that's when it's coming. Um, minor news, Stadia Premiere Edition has been reduced to $99.99 instead of $129.99. Wow, that's still like $70 too expensive. But that's not all, Rich. Uh, the three-month Stadia Pro that you got, what Stadia Pro? Look it up, because I'm sure I, I, I'm sure as hell not going to... It's the 4K streaming. Um, but you used to get Stadia Pro for three months free. They they don't do that no more when you get this edition. Instead, you get one month free, and then you have to pay $9.99 a month you afterwards. Know, so they strip that. The craziest part of the story to me is Stadia is still a thing. Yes. 
especially after you told me that hilarious story last week of the yeah. source code for um, God, what was it? God's, God, uh, God, God, Gods and Monsters. Gods and Monsters being leaked, and that game has been on an indefinite hiatus for so yeah. long. Um, also, minor news, this War of Mine was added to school reading lists in Poland, which I thought I, was very cool. Yeah, I read this earlier in the week. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, granted, I think that game covers a, a bit of Polish history. Um, I believe it is a Polish conflict that it's about. For sure. And when I think uh, of um, the games that they used to have in the schools, yeah, I'm thinking of like Mass Blaster or uh, a couple of those other classic games that really just taught you about math or just general reading. How far reading. we've come. Yeah, honestly, this is one of the first times I've heard about a game being used for historical purposes. And um, before I am told that there are plenty of games based on history, which I do agree with, I mean more yeah. so that was created by, in the vein of this war of mine. Um, and, there really isn't anything by, like it. Like actual government educational programs. Yeah, it's uh, not just a textbook translated into a video game. It's it's an actual game made by devs just to really showcase war. Um, the the thing that's, that's interesting cool. to me, like I I remember reading about this game at the time and always thinking I'm like, oh, I should totally play that. I think now I'm definitely gonna make time to play it. Oh, for sure, it's a great um, game. Yeah, because to hear it had that kind of an impact, they would do that. I'm like, okay, I need to play that game for sure. Um, I think that the music and the general presentation of this game were great. Um, it deserved all the praise it got. So, I, and you can get it for cheap. Yeah, it's it pr- it's a pretty old nothing. game at this point. It's yeah, what, two yeah. or two three years old. Yeah, you can get it for practically a good cheap price. Um, but it's well worth it. I agree. Um, um I also added the bottom here because I totally I forgot about this. Uh, Crash Four leaked. Crash Four. It's about time. I have never. Th- this is the one title that references time that I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, it's about time because it is. It's yeah, and it's and clearly the game is about time based off that cover art. It's totally in Crash's wheelhouse to have be titled like that. Um, and I really, I actually read that, and that was one of the times where I went, ha. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, it's based cool. on, they haven't confirmed anything yet. I think they're, I think tomorrow they're going to, they're doing some sort of presentation. Yeah, um, it, I, I think it's gonna be great. Uh, rumor is, because clearly it's a PS4 title based on that leaked art, uh, that it's out in October, which is soon. And I imagine that they're just going to use the same engine, as they should. Um, it's a it's a serviceable engine for the type of game they're trying to make. Oh, for sure. I, I am and actually extremely hyped for this one. All this basically confirms for me is that this is another... Uh, I bet you they're working on a, a Spyro 4 as well. A game that they will actually call Spyro 4, despite their... It's the same situation. There were Crash games after Crash 3. There were Spyro games after Spyro 3. They will still probably call it Spyro 4. I... I want more. I want more of these. Just keep making sequels to all these games. To all these games from when I was nine. <laughs> I I mean they look great. I can't help it. Yeah, they do. Uh, the art I kind of lost. I lo- I can't say that for sure. Actually, I just thought about Spyro. I have to say, hot take. I don't care for Spyro anymore. That's a really bad. No, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I'm a really sorry. Bad to, I'm sorry to say this. Um, I think I enjoyed the Crash remasters more than I did the Spyro ones. Oh, I love Crash. I loved. I still like Spyro. Oh, I love Spyro. And That's all not I'll to say, say is, I don't love Spire. I just don't care for his games anymore. I didn't finish Year of the Dragon. Like I think, I, like in the remaster thing, I did That's one in Ripto's one. Rage, and I was just kind of burnt out. Yeah, if I was to play another one ever, if I had to play another one ever again, it'd probably just keep being Ripto's Rage. That's I think the pinnacle for me as well. But it's like Croc. It, I'm only gonna yeah, play Croc. You two. love Croc too. I'm gonna play Croc two. I'm no, so, Croc I, for one. a minute, I thought we were gonna like disagree, but I'm glad we shared that. Oh, you thought I was gonna say one, and then yeah. you're gonna say two? Legend. I mean, I like Legend of the Gobos. Who doesn't? Listen, Legend of the Gobos. 
it it firmly established itself in its history. There is a Croc Three, right? Is there? I think there. I'm gonna look it up. You keep no, talking. There, oh wait, I think Croc Three. Hold on. If there was Stone of, the Gobos, Stone of the Gobos, yeah, it was canceled. No, oh, it was canceled in 2005. That was a close one. For a moment, I'm like, absolutely not. There's only that, Croc 2. Oh, God. I'm going to bookmark this because I've been thinking about... Um, I was thinking about editing this out of the podcast, but I won't. Um, I was thinking about as I'm working on some new writing stuff uh, that you, you know about that I won't get too into. I did a, a column that never really saw the light of day, Destructoid, um, called Forgotten Games, where I would like assemble facts about games that got canceled and just like share screens and stuff and talk about them and... I think that'd be an interesting one to do. Like, I wrote about um, a Ghost Rider game that I can't remember the name of. Uh, I don't know if you ever knew. There was a Ghost Rider game being made that used the Symphony of the Night engine. I didn't know this. Yeah. And that sounds um, incredible. The wet mechanics it, alone. It all yeah, makes sense. Exactly. It never saw the light of day. <laughs> wow. That's disappointing. I, uh, I, I'm always thinking about a game that I just want to be stealth-released on the PS5. Um... I've been thinking long and hard about this for a few months now, and I think now more than ever, we need a Muppet Monsters too. I think that's the only way that we can truly unite this troubled nation. It's what would bring us all together. I, I truly that, believe this it. This is what John Lennon was singing about. I, I truly believe it, and you know, I just think that it would be incredible. Think, of, think of Muppet Monsters right now on the PS5. Think Muppet of looking Monsters at animals' 2. locks in Jimmy's HD. Back, Jack. Yeah, Electric Mayhem in HDR. I mean, come on. The game practically writes itself. I, I don't know. The Muppet Monsters. Some other curse befalls Muppet Land. And scientists are crazy. Missed opportunities they take with this. Um, also, what? Um. What? <laughs> to quote, to quote ben, I was like, "What?" <laughs> to quote Ben Schwartz, "Scientists are crazy. That's why they're the only Muppets that speak nonsense. Even animal uses words." This is true. I have also. I, I, I can. I can say that this is true. Um, Disney Plus, I believe, is coming out with the new Muppet Show. Yes. Um, did you watch the Muppet Show that floundered a few years ago? Uh, the Office spin-up of Muppets? The one that was basically being like, it's Muppets but 30 Rock? Yeah, and I also really... kind of a mix of The Office with the cameras. Yeah, I was really disappointed it didn't take off. I liked it. I liked it a lot, too. I like that, like, the idea of it being, like you were saying, The Office or, like, that 30 Rock comedy where it's, like, about the Muppets producing Muppets Tonight. Yeah, it, it, it was the perf... That show... It was the perfect model for success. Is that on Disney Plus? I'd like to rewatch the one season of that. Think, but I remember the promotionals were that Kermit and Miss Piggy were breaking up. You could not hear. That was the season one arc. Yes, you could not hear anything else in the outside world other than Kermit and Miss Piggy were breaking up. That's that was the hook. Scooter and Kermit, the I remember in one of the first episodes, was like, "Listen, there comes a time where you just got to move on." And I was thinking, "This is fucking hilarious." Because <laughs> it's so Kermit straight. the Frog saying he's got to move on. <laughs> Miss Piggy's really just trying to make him jealous. Kermit, I think, goes out with a secretary who's also a frog. I, I, I Fozzie Bear was dating a human lady. Uh, yeah. He was dating a comedian. I don't remember who he was dating in that. The, the, whole, the whole idea was actually pretty well done. It probably just needed a little um, bit to find its footing, but... I, you know, I actually like how the plot of some Muppet shows or movies are I that the that audience... Like, the Muppets this. take Manhattan. 
Or the Muppet. Uh, is it the Muppet? Is it the Muppets Take Mu Manhattan? Or. Hold on. Muppets Take. Yeah. In the Muppets Take Manhattan, or one of the similar movies for that, I love how the plot is exactly how everybody feels about the Muppets in general that keeps spanning decades. It's. Everybody thinks that the Muppets are always over, or just done, or old, and they never are, and they always come back. Muppets are great. And in the Muppets Take Manhattan, they try to sell their show. Nobody wants the Muppets. They say, what the fuck's the Muppets? And this time, I think now more than ever, once again, the world and the nation needs the Muppets to come back. Scooter and I'm glad the that there's a new Muppet. show coming out for it. Can we so agree we'll on that, that at least? What? Scooter is the worst Muppet. Scooter... Literally, you can get Scooter out of every single scene, cancel now, and I wouldn't even know. That being said, Sam the Eagle should be replaced with Scooter, and I truly believe that the show and the cast would be better for it. Everybody loves Sam Sam the Eagle. I he, truly do. He's a cool um, Muppet. But that's, I, I could talk about Muppets forever, I could we, tell you we, that. Well, much. just listen to our Muppet podcast. Uh. I did want to say that um, for The Last of Us, one thing about this. What a pivot. What a segue. Yeah, you want to talk about um, want to talk about something serious? Speaking of the Muppets, let's talk about The Last of Us and apocalyptic scenarios. Yeah, please um, go on. The internet was having, is having a meltdown over this game. And it's because the diehard fans of this game are saying that the story was crap. Um, and this is based, and I, I do have to say, of course, as you can imagine... A good amount of these people who are saying this have not played the game. Well, um, it's it got review bombed, it and it got review bombed at a time after release where it literally would have been impossible for anyone who wasn't a critic to have beaten it. Yeah, and um, I have to say, I, I I think they're wrong on this one, Chief. I think they're wrong on this one. Um. Oh, can we talk briefly? Because I forgot to bring this up. Did you watch that Star Wars Squadrons gameplay? Oh, yes, I did. And let me tell you. One of my top anticipated games of the year. And Skate 4, right? Actually, yes. I'm really, Actually, yes. I'm really stoked for Skate 4. Actually, I forgot about that. Yeah, EA's play event or whatever the fuck it was. They're yeah, like, I hey, figured, Skate 4. They're like, yeah, we're giving you a thing. I think they're just calling it Skate, though. It's oh, like a Pokemon Snap. Oh, holy fuck. What's wrong with us? It's because, I'm telling you, it's this, it's this Last of Us business. It's just sucking it me in. It overshadowed everything. Yeah, there's a new Pokemon we Snap. We talked about a Pokemon expansion, and we never it's even brought up Snap. It's literally called New Pokemon Snap, and it looks fucking gorgeous. Yeah, after um, literally two decades, Nintendo said, You want this game ago. from 99? We'll give you this game from 1999. Um, Choke on okay. it. Here's the thing I want to talk to you about, because I thought you would resonate with it really well, because I think you unlike the rest of my Sword Chomp crew, have better memories of this. Because they were all like, I had to remind them what this thing was. Yeah. It's time for the Pokemon Snap Station to come back. I agree. And have I you, hope and I hope that they throw it in. I hope that they just include it. Well, here's what I want it to be. Um, because this makes more sense in the modern day. Okay. There should be an app called the Pokemon Snap Station on your phone. Ooh. The, the Switch should, at the end of a level give you a QR code that you can scan with your phone and then you ha you get them on this app you can sync it to your computer and you can print out the photos you took or just have them digitally on your phone I think that would actually work out really well especially considering if you saw in the trailer you saw they took like those kind of Polaroid-esque kind yeah. of uh, uh, pictures and they just yeah. taped them on the wall I would hope that you could do something similar to that, too. I hope also, you can. Um, I see no like, reason for it. Th and the thing I would do, and maybe this is biased because you and I would have easy access to this, 
then put something that would maybe work with a QR code or unique code, a literal old style like that print a Polaroid um, Pokemon Snap Station in the Nintendo store in New York. Dude, you could even... <sighs> Remember you how take... you can get stickers? Would you take a field trip there with me if they, they put that if in? If they did that? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Just to get some stickers? Fuck I'm a yeah. grown-ass man. Who do you think I am? Who yeah, do, do that. you think I am? Dude, last you can make stickers was... out of those. You can make stickers out of your pictures. You know what? That's good memories regardless. You know what I did last time I was at the Nintendo store in New York? What'd you do? I met Reggie. Wow. Oh, yeah, for Odyssey. Yeah, that was the last time I was there. And think the next time you'll go is to... I love how this is print all completely <laughs> hypothetical. Yeah. It's like, oh, the next time you'll go, it's like uh, to print stickers. By the way, it's this like, also has not been confirmed. By the way, this capacity. is also a thing I just made up. <laughs> I mean, I'm down with it. The Pokemon Snap Station was cool. I liked it just because it had the uh, the yellow controller, and you could just go, and you could play Snap. It was just fun. There, uh, I, I like them the gimmicky on... stuff that Nintendo used to do like that. I looked them up on eBay afterwards. They're only $10,000. You want to split one? No, I'm good. <laughs> you know right. what? No, I'm good. You know what? Think about it. You don't have to decide now. Yeah, maybe, maybe call me later. I'll have sleep, a better sleep, decision. Sleep on it. I... I hope that they do do some fun stuff with that, or at least integrate it into their online services. I think what you were saying, where they're making an app or something, it's cool. I think, frankly, I was genuinely surprised. Because it seems like... Because this is a game from 1999 that you truly never thought that they would make again, just for the sake of it. It's beloved, but, like, if they weren't going to do it... To me, the prime time to do this was during the 3DS era. Yep. And it was... To me, it was always going to be, okay, so there's, like, some base Pokemon Snap stuff, but then there's, like, an AR component where you can almost Pokemon Go style, like, walk around outside and Pokemon are going to pop up. I thought Pokemon Go was going to do that, too. I truly thought Pokemon Go was going to implement some AR eventually that was going to uh, kind of imitate Pokemon Snap. Yeah, Yeah, I really did. It still Um, seems like such a viable thing. Probably, but, I mean, Pokemon Go made their money. They they made millions and millions doing what they're doing now, so they're probably like, fuck that. But yeah. Um, Pokemon Snap, though, it's own. That's pretty cool. I love that game, and it's gonna look awesome. It, it, the graphics are gonna be all updated, it's gonna look fantastic. I can't, I'm genuinely pretty excited for that, and I hope that moving forward, they just give me another Pokemon Stadium, I'm just saying, I would never appreciate it, don't worry about Let's it. Let's see what happens. Let's we'll we'll see what happens, I'm just saying, from one guy to another. Uh, I do like how the, uh, Nintendo Twitter is also just responding to people, literally from, like, five years ago, who was like, give me Pokemon Snap. And they'll just write, like, okay. Uh, right. uh, speaking of that, uh, even with Skate 4, uh, there was this tweet from Tyler, the creator, from literally 2015. And he said, I need Skate 4. And then they just said, okay. Like, here it is. <laughs> here you go. Like, literally, here it is. And I always love those kinds of things. Um, but, yeah, two games this week that got revitalized where people th- did not think they'd come back. Um, I was genuinely surprised for both. They did not acknowledge my theory on what would happen, which is that, like, I predicted this three years ago, and it didn't. It's a shame. I was ready for AR to take the stage for the announcement of Skate, which was uh, Pierre Monolu would come out on stage, and he'd hold out his arm, and there'd be a tattoo, and then AR would happen, and Tony Hawk would kickflip out of the tattoo and onto the stage and announce a total rebranding of three games and announce Tony Hawk's Skate or Die. There's no other option in between that? Do you remember Skate or Die? Yeah, I do, but I was going to say, there's no. I always remember that there wasn't any option in between that. It was yes. like, you have to skate or die. Yeah. No, there's there's no other way. Um, remember when Peter made uh, that game where at the center of this rock, uh, there was something? Just like this secret 
Yeah, he's a weird and guy. And everybody had to chip away. Like, thousands and thousands of people would be chipping away at this rock. But yeah, you could spend more to money yeah. to get a better pick. I don't know what was at the center of that. I don't remember, and you'd think it would have been big news after all that. But apparently, well, I think people realized after a while, fuck this guy. <laughs> they went. <laughs> they just said, goes, absolutely not. The real treasure was the friends he made along the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. He kept saying that it was worth it, it was worth it. Man, I miss Fable. It's just a note that said, fuck you. <laughs> I miss Fable. Uh, I'm also waiting for that to inevitably happen, uh, for them to just... But I, I'm not Fable 4. There's just going to be a game called Fable. Within the next I'd be cool two, with that. Within the next two or three years, I guarantee you there will just be a game called Fable. When do you think a game should abandon its numbering and just go back to its roots? Um, if history is to be shown, 4. You think 4 is... So you think after Skate 4, it'll just be called Skate... Well, no, it's not called Skate 4. It's just called Skate. Oh, so on the fourth iteration yeah, of it, that's when they go back. I say, they're not the first ones to do this, so it seems like it's 4. Yeah, how many times do you get a quadrology? Is that even the word for it? Quadrology? I think it is quadri quadrology, or is it quadrilogy? Quadrilogy? Well, we're getting the hard-hitting news right now. Quadrilogy. No, quadrology. No, no. What? I see, I see two. No, it's a quadrology. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the hot quadrology. Is it called? Uh, it's so funny that we're so far removed from it. I did want to talk about squadrons. It's a quadrilogy. <laughs> quadrilogy. I was lied to. And I'm sorry. Please continue. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, squadrons. Uh, it looks really fun, and that's exactly what I was expecting for a game where you literally what is it five man team? Yeah. Um, can I say What's it's not fun? what I was expecting at all? But I'm very happy with it. Rich, what please I, explain. What I say it's not what I'm expecting at all was I didn't expect them to lean so hard into the flight simmy aspects of it. I'm glad they're doing that. Like it's there's no third person option. It's a first person game. Uh, it can use a it can use a flight stick if you got one, which um, I think is awesome. It's not a live game, which makes me hopeful for not spending a ton of money on it. Mm -hmm. It looks really fucking good. It looks like what if Rogue Squadron had never stopped. This is what I had imagined it would be at this point. I am so hyped just to play a five-man squad of just very... It's almost like what I would have wanted. It's what I wanted 10 years ago but never got, and I'm finally getting now, and I'm really hyped for it. I just wanted a simple team battle type game ever since the first battle for, or the second battlefront, whichever one had the dog fighting. Yeah. And you could just pick your ship from across the entire saga of Star Wars, whatever the fuck you want it yeah, to be. Yeah, you go bomber, A-wing, Y-wing, B-wing. Whatever you want. And just fight with it. it. Has its own stats. There's no customizations or anything wacky. Just, just you got your yeah. stats. These are the you ships be the, the rebels best. use. These are the ships the empire uses. Yeah, whoever is the best pilot wins. And I love. It those, looks like this is what it is, and I'm pretty hyped about that. I love those recruitment posters they put out. By the way, where they're like, uh, yeah. pilot pilots are the strength of the empire. <laughs> yeah, I love all that propaganda um, shit. It's so much fun. It just kind of expands the universe a little bit, and it's yeah. very subtle. Um, um not really also, subtle at all, actually. It's gonna have a campaign. Uh, leaning into the five-man dogfight stuff is awesome. I hope the campaign leans on stuff where it's like, you know, we're taking out a generator or, like, you know, a channel run to, like, blow up a Star Destroyer. Stuff like that. Like, there's cool potential in level design there. For sure. And it is a $40 game, too, so I'm not expecting everything to be, you know, so grandiose. I expect a short and sweet story with some awesome missions of both the Rebel and the Empire. I'm hoping there's, like, a, a side. Like, you could do the Empire story or the Rebel story. Or just you know flip what? the mission to kill something. It now realize I now realize I, I guess they were almost testing the waters for in a way. I don't know if uh, one day you'll you'll have to come by and try this when we're outside of this uh, quarantine stuff. 
Um, when Battlefront 2 came out on PS4, uh, there's a VR experience in the PS4 version of that. I don't know if you know about this. I didn't. Um, there's Yeah, it's a cockpit uh, VR experience. It's a short 45-minute story where you play an X-Wing pilot. Um, and it's like, it's nothing, it's like nothing in Battlefront 2, but it is a, a VR X-Wing cockpit experience, uh, exclusive to the PS4 version. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. See, it's, it's, really... my, it's minor things like that, or even just say how you could use a flight controller for this game. It's just cool. Like, yeah, I really it, think it, it just, it helps like, immerse you. And I think my favorite part of it was like, I remember sitting down for the first time and you're in that, that, uh, X-Wing cockpit and I was uh-huh. like, well, I gotta see if I can do this. And I turn around and I just see my R2 unit and he like beeps at me. Because I'm looking at him, and I'm like, yay! I like it. I want to play now! Ugh, the end, towards the end of this... That's why I'm actually not too bummed about Cyberpunk being delayed, because there's still some great games that are coming out this year. Totally, totally. I still got Tony Hawk on my radar. I'm in. Yeah. I haven't now forgotten. We're, now we're going to be drowning in skateboard games. Give me a... Mi- I, I'm telling I'm you, man... I'm still buying I'm s- Skatebird. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Just give me a game that's kind of mindless, but still fun... And you could really just mess around with it, do just some turn off. clips. Yeah, just turn off for a little bit. And I think that's why I was genuinely thinking about Tony Hawk the other day because I was listening to the soundtrack again. They even had a, a they even bootleg vinyl released. Uh, only I think like a hundred vinyl discs, but it was the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. Um, and I was thinking, gee, if I like, do I really want that game? Am I just gonna buy it from nostalgia? And the answer is kind of yes, but also no. I I really enjoy a game. Where, just like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I think I enjoyed it so much as a kid, to your point, was because I could just turn my brain off, just enjoy the music, and just do some sick tricks. It was fun, yeah. And, uh, like, I, I fired up Didn't Skate require 3. require anything. I fired up Skate 3 for a little bit the other day, and still had a great time playing that. It's just such a... Um, it's so it's so simple, and you obviously it can become more expanded in the gameplay, and it's not too easy, but it's just fun. Totally. I love that kind of crap. I love it. I love it. It's good. Hey, everybody. I bet you're wondering what releases. Oh, wow. I totally waited an hour into the show. To oh, that wasn't a call-out either. I just realized that we didn't do it at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so I'll run through the drop. Uh, Ninjala comes to Switch on June 24th. Blair Witch, a bad game, comes to Switch on June 25th. Oof. Oh, boy. I didn't. I really wanted to like that game. I know. Uh, Borderlands 3, Bounty of Blood DLC, comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on June 25th. Uh, the Control, the Foundation DLC finally comes to Xbox One on June 25th. Been on PS4 for quite some time. Uh, Hunting Simulator 2 comes to PS4 and Xbox One June 25th. I've been keeping my eye on this for quite some time. Oh, have you? I'm, I'm finally ready to dive Simu- right Simulate in. being a hunter yeah. for the second time. For sure. Uh, Mr. Driller and Drill Land comes to PC and Switch on June 25th. Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel com- uh, 3 comes to Switch on June 30th. Uh... I like the Legend of Heroes games a lot. Yeah, they're uh, really good. The Wonderful 101 Remastered finally gets its physical release in the U.S. on June 30th, and that's on PC, PS4, and Switch. You know, I gotta say, I was really looking forward to Mr. Driller, because I thought it was going to be like the I first like Mr. Mr. Driller. Driller. I haven't looked at this one at all. Uh, watch the trailer. It's not that great. That's a shame. I, I have to say, I really thought that this game was going to be... Wait a minute. Hold on. No. Everybody, we're doing this live. Give me a second. I want to see why I didn't like this game. Okay, maybe this game actually would... It's exactly what I thought about it. Oh. I just don't want to play it. As it turns out. (laughs) I'm so... (laughs) 
because <laughs> I was thinking, now there's definitely something about this game that's not like the very first Mr. Driller but I used to play on PlayStation. Wasn't. It's exactly the same as I used to play on PlayStation. I'm just, I guess I grew out of it. I love this game, though. I love the style of it. Mr. Driller used to be such great fun. Mr. Driller is good shit. Like, I would say to people who are like, did you play Catherine? I, too, love Qbert. I I really do love Qbert. Um, I, I don't know why they put this this sexual story around my Qbert. I, I think like you should I separate. Like a lot. I think you should be able to separate the sex from the Qbert, but <laughs> that's, what they're always that's not what we got, unfortunately. <laughs> Celebrate the separate the sex from the Qbert. I really like Catherine. Uh, <laughs> podcast name episode Sex Qbert. <laughs> sex Qbert. Um, that, that's, that's so clickbait. <laughs> you literally mentioned it for a minute after after all of that. Uh, I love SEO. Uh, Rich, do you have anything else that you want to talk about before we go into housekeeping? Uh, no, I think that's going to about do it uh, for this week. So I'll, I'll run us through housekeeping. Hello. Um, hello. Uh, so big thanks to Heather Ramos for our lovely logo and Ed Biquette for our wonderful intro. Um, I would also like to say you can ask us questions about sex Hubert at uh, geckogamespodcast at gmail.com. Sure. Find us both on Twitter. Find Eric at beautiful underscore Eric and find me at the richmeister zero. Uh, until then, it's been our pleasure to be here with you. Eric, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. Same to you, Rich. Everybody have a great day. Happy Poppy Day. Poppy Poppy. If you're and, a Poppy, uh, have a great Poppy Day. Happy birthday if it's your birthday. Let's get the hell out of here. All right.